Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Movie Council podcast, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. My name is Dan Sherry. I am your host this evening. And once again, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, the the thickly bearded, Goddamn sexy, smooth-talking Southern gentleman, Marky Bondurant. Hello. And the the hotshot banker slash COO of the Movie Council. And now the former number one ranked movie guy in the world, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What is going on, AJ? That's being contested. It, it is. I, I mean, right now, from w- when I last looked, uh, you were ranked number six forty-seven in Framingham, but but that uh, that might come down to your whole not having everything everywhere all at once in your top ten. Uh, I don't know. We'll 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 see how that goes. Yeah, like I said, it, it's it's being contested. The, the higher ups, it. yeah, the higher ups are talking about it. But for now, you you've you finally dropped out of your your, your number one ranking. But that's okay. I am, we're, the, we're just I am one of the higher ups. <laughs> that's right. So, and let's be honest, you even said it yourself before you gave us your top 10. Your number one ranking may be in question afterwards. You said it yourself. You, you knew it was coming. But hey, we'll, we'll deal with it as, as, as it comes. So uh, it, it's not going to matter so much tonight because tonight we're just going to have some fucking fun, people. Uh, we are here. We're gonna give a little, uh, little Oscar talk. Uh, the Oscar nominations just came out this past week, so uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And then it is fucking game night again, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna play some games, have some fun. This is gonna be a good time tonight. So, yes, sir. Before we get into all that, uh, let's get caught up. How the fuck is everyone doing, Marky? What's happening, brother? Uh, oh, today was uh, a bit of a doozy, as they say. Mm. It was just uh, extremely busy at work, and then uh, went out for pizza dinner with the family, and the oldest kid was really testing us, putting us through it, you know, mm-hmm. m- making you wonder why you had kids in the first place one of those times. Um, yeah, that was my life. Dude, I should have <laughs> wondered that a long time ago. You know, it was funny, though, because uh, on the way home, she would not stop fussing and crying and cursing and uh, just carrying on forever. And eventually we got down to it. We're like, why are you so mad? What's upset? She's like, I got to go potty. I'm like, I just try to take you to go potty. And you you said you didn't have to go. And she's like, I want to go poop in Target. <laughs> We're like, what? Because we had passed by a Target. And she was like, I want to go poop in target and like we, we're not going into target and she kept crying kept fussing and she kept repeating then on the way home i want to go poop somewhere else and we're like we're going home and she's like no 
I don't want to poop at home. I want to poop somewhere else. And that was what she was upset about. She was upset that uh, she had to poop at home and not somewhere else. So, you know, just the joys, the joys mm. of parenthood and toddlers. I, I can't understand, though. I often want to shit on Target myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was Hey-o. traveling. I was traveling earlier this week. I was in Indianapolis and uh, I don't know if this guy was just fucking with me, but I stopped at a gas station to get beer and they only had like room temperature beer on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey man, do you guys got any uh, cold beer? And he's like, nah, that's uh, against the law here. You can only what? sell it at room temperature. And I was like, what are you serious? And I mentioned it to the hotel lobby guy later. And he's like, you, he's like, ah, I don't think that's a thing, but it made me wonder like in the South, we have all those signs that say cold beer sold here. So mm-hmm. is that really a thing? Like God, maybe you need like a special license to sell cold beer. I don't know. Maybe hmm. someone can let us know if they're from a different state. But according to this random gas station attendant, the law in Indianapolis was that uh, only liquor stores could sell cold beer. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, so if you're if you're listening and uh, you want to let us know uh, about the cold beer situation, you can hit us up on our our social medias. We can be found on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Movie Council Pod, or you can send us an email to MovieCouncilPod at gmail dot com. And fucking Daddy worked that in smoothly. Woo, uh, AJ. How the hell are you tonight? What's going on? Um, yeah, I've realized that I should only speak in generalities about work because you know I work in a financial, <laughs> I work in a financial institution. I, mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to give the robbers, you know, any information they might, you know. Oh, that's a good point. To, yeah. You know. Anyway, but you know, <laughs> work work was work was generally busy. I use the word generally when I talk about work, and. That's it. Work was busy. Very busy. That's it. (laughs) That's it. I didn't do much besides that. So, you know, I didn't watch many movies, though, because in preparation for game night, you know, you don't really need to watch movies. Mm -hmm. We're not doing the serious business of doing movie reviews. We're having some fucking fun. So, So I kicked back and I really didn't watch any movies. So I took a break from movies this week. It, it, it's it's weird that that uh, like almost feels like a like a a relief. Yeah. <laughs> I used to always just watch. Them it's for our fun. job, and now all of a sudden we have to watch them. So when you don't watch a movie, you're like, ah, that's kind of a relief. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah, I still love watching movies. But yeah, I totally get it. It was it was and nice it, this week not having to watch anything you know there's some burnout there right because you yeah, know movies for sure movies you know that's at least two hours of your time mm-hmm. lately more you know really Speaking stretching of, out that like, that runtime these days you know i just mm-hmm. watched avatar this week that movie was over three yeah. hours long Speaking of long, yeah yeah so what how what were, what were your thoughts on this new avatar market yeah um well, DP, do you want to say how you're doing first? And I was because I actually watched that. I watched another movie, and real quick, I was going to give a spoiler-free review on the two of them before we mm. got into it. So, how how'd you how's your week going? Oh, you know, uh, 
but not bad. I, I could say it was, uh, again, like a n- nice, relaxing week. Uh, didn't have to watch any movies, so that was uh, that was nice. But uh, but but overall, good week. I've been keeping up with my, you know, fucking going for a walk every day, and uh, I keep expanding it. I'm up to, you know, a couple miles now. So nice. Yeah, uh, it's working out nice. Although uh, I know within like a week from now, the like ridiculously cold air is going to be moving in, and it'll be okay. you know. In the single digits up here, so don't know if we'll be going for walks on those days, but huh. well, we'll we'll work something out. We'll figure yeah. it out. So I, I um I was gonna say, you know, you should try to still get out during those times, but I'm mm. sure it's it's gonna be uh yeah. kind of dangerous at that point too. I mean, temperature is one mm-hmm. thing, but ice and uh you know frozen sidewalks. You don't want to fucking have two broken hips in the same house right (laughs) no dude no it's 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 the temperature man i don't want to be out there that yeah that'll that'll kill you it's like when you your your face just gets cold right yeah single digits i tell you what happens and you only people that have been up here know what i'm talking about but like you walk outside and like the snot in your nose freezes immediately <laughs> like yeah it, it's just really so i mean that's what i mean your feeling. face and your face just starts yeah. to freeze oh it, it is rough so but hey you know maybe horrible I'll just feeling take laps around the house i don't know we'll i don't know my my two least favorite <laughs> my two least favorite words wind chill right oh, god jesus yeah yeah, yeah. oh god when well, let's start talking about it's minus 27 degrees with the wind chill yeah <laughs> god damn uh, Fuck that! Yeah, you better not, have a good, not a better have a good heating system in your house mm. in New England. I'll tell you, because yeah. I had I had an old one some years back. It was thirty something years old that it it conked on me during one of the coldest uh, stretches oh. of the year that year. Oh, that's and the worst. It yes. was right around, and it was Thanksgiving. It was just there was like a cold thing coming through mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving, and. I had to have the thing replaced, but nobody could come out because it was Thanksgiving, Black Friday, the weekend. I had to mm-hmm. wait till like Monday of the next week Oof, to geez. get that fur to get that furnace Ooh. replaced. Yeah, um, I, I I had to use I had to buy, go to Lowe's and buy a couple space heaters and mm-hmm. wow, yeah, it was it was hard. I did, like Dan had one in his room. I had one on the liver. I was just and then I you know brought it to the bedroom when I went to bed. Like it it was that cold in the house. Yeah, I had to do that same thing in college, but that was the North Carolina mountains. We were in an old shitty house with uh, oil, like an oil burning furnace. And, you know, us poor college kids didn't top off the oil before winter and it ran out. And then we were just uh, getting space heaters and blankets and we would go Mm -hmm. either go snowboarding all day or just go to the bar and then get drunk and come home and pass out in the cold house. Yeah, I got to I got to admit my. You know, like twenties. I, I was the same way. We had a place with the oil heat, and and most of the time it wasn't even because we couldn't afford it. It was usually just because we fucking forgot that too, and we wouldn't fucking order oil, and we'd run out. And it got to the point where I had to learn myself how to like prime and restart the mm-hmm. burner just to save ourselves money every time we fucking forgot to yeah. get the oil filled. So, but yeah, that. Ah, uh, but now I live in a place that's got gas, so 
don't have to worry about running out, but damn, running out sucks. Yep. Just not having heat sucks. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But, uh, anyways, uh, Marky. Yeah. Tell tell us about these uh these movies you have watched. I I know one of them was Avatar. Avatar. I went and watched the new Avatar and uh, went to the theater to see that. Um, my wife gave me a little bit of a pass. She, she was doing like a play date with some other kids um, and a friend that came over. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make myself scarce. I'm going to the movies. You know, gone for damn near four hours with the. <laughs> credits and fucking trailers and all that um finished my popcorn and soda in the first act of the movie but I, so i saw that one and then at, at home i watched uh violent night that movie with uh oh what's his name harbor is that his name josh yeah, harbor david david, david harbor. harbor yeah the guy from stranger things where he plays mm-hmm. santa claus so avatar um if you were a fan of the first one then I think that you would like this one. If you didn't like Avatar, the first one, then you would hate this one. Um, it's crazy how it's a, it's a three hour, like 15 minute long movie. And there are still plot holes in the movie where it seems like scenes were cut so that the uh, subsequent scenes don't make sense. But I'll be like, what did they cut? This movie is so fucking long. Um, you know, visually, it's gorgeous. They spent a billion dollars making this thing. It's beautiful to watch. It's uh, it's almost just a a regurgitated idea from the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Um, it's uh, the, the I can't remember how many years it's been. It was like fifteen years or something since the first one came out. So, yeah it's been long enough to where they used a lot of the same story elements from the first one. And they kind of got away with it because it spent so much time. If these movies were closer together, it would, it'd be really easy to tell them to say that they, you know, cheated because they just reused the same story elements, but rehashed it, rehashed the same shit. Um, and it, it, the, a lot of the plot, you know, this is James Cameron in these movies. Um, the plot is not the point of the movie. Uh, yeah. It's, it doesn't, it's not a super deep, intricate plot. It's, uh, again, it's, it's a popcorn movie. It's a summer blockbuster that right. came out at the end of last year. Um, it cost them a billion dollars to make. It, they spent another billion dollars on marketing. Uh, they've already recouped that money and they're in the profit zone now and yeah if china comes out of their covid lockdown they're probably going to break three billion so again very pretty story's not very deep not there there's some plot holes even though it's a three hour plus movie Mm -hmm. um but you know james cameron still knows how to do a badass badass action sequence and there were some scenes where like Zoe Saldana as this avatar mm-hmm. alien lady, is just going on a killing spree. You get chills like, cause it is so badass. Like he knows how to direct some really fucking cool action scenes. Yeah. Um, so it was really, it was really neat to watch. Um, 
And again, they, they made some uh, new technology to do this one. You know, the first time they did it, they developed some new, um, what do they call that? Live tracking um, technology mm-hmm. where the, the actors are actually doing the scenes, but it's like the motion capture shit. So then right. they uh, digitize it and put it in. This time, the story from the title, uh, it's, there's a lot of water. There's a lot of underwater scenes. So the mm-hmm. new technology that they made for this movie is the motion capture stuff, but they they made it waterproof, underwater motion capture. So um, all the scenes that these aliens are uh, doing their underwater stuff, that's actually the mm-hmm. actors doing them underwater. There oh, was some, really? Yeah, some actress. Oh, um, I, I think Kate Hudson, maybe. I think that's who it was. She holds mm-hmm. the record now for the uh, most minutes like filmed underwater, like in a movie or right, something. Between Titanic and this, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was the combination. I thought it was just this movie alone, but you may be right. Maybe oh, yeah, it's the combination. Yeah, spent a lot of time in water in uh, Titanic. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah it it'll be uh, it'll be interesting how they set it up for subsequent movies. I hope they kind of uh, do some new plot lines because there's even the same bad guy, the same bad bad guy corporation um mm-hmm. in this one and the first one they were the corporation was going after unobtainium i yeah, think is what they call that mineral unobtainium <laughs> right just so lame fucking so, on the nose name like, they don't even on. mention that in this one but now they're after some sort of like almost like ambergris they're 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 mm-hmm. whaling they're going after whales and instead of clearing forests and like the amazon now they're out there whaling <laughs> So, and there's some sort of yeah. special fluid in these whales that they need. Um, you, you know, it's uh, okay. So then the next movie I watched was Violent Night. Hold on one second. Sure. James Cameron is a disgrace. You right. think so? Ooh, all right. I think he's a <laughs> like freaking this. disgrace. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure, the movie's beautiful, and they spent billions of dollars and all this stuff, and 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 he's using the latest and greatest technology. But the guy couldn't write his way out of a paper bag. Mm-mm. And like you're telling me, Mark, I know you you're admitting that the story is is garbage. And like you right. can still use practical and special effects and tell a good story. You know, this guy's spending a ton of money and luring people in with with bang, boom, you know, pizzazz, whatever. I just think it's you can you can do all oh. that stuff and still tell a good story. Like right. Top Gun Maverick has great practical and special effects and Good they story. told a really cool story. I agree. I think he just when I, you when you hold on when you mm-hmm. phone it when you can phone I it in. <laughs> <laughs> can you when you phone the story in that much? From what I understand, yeah, it, it's just a disgrace to me. Like I just it, that's not a movie to me. Like I watch the movies. I accept that. Like I like some of the special effects and stuff, depending on the film, if it's used right. But I go, I watch a film for the acting and the story and the you know. That's what I watch it for. So I mean, I know my, I know my take is harsh, and and people do like these Avatar films, and they made a lot of money, and so I'm sure that I'm in somewhat of the minority. But I just don't like this guy as a filmmaker, what he calls films. Well, and he he had a writing team on this too, so it's like so I they think, suck too. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, I don't think he necessarily cares. It's it seems like he, he doesn't right. He seems interested in other aspects of the movie making process, not necessarily exactly. the quality or the, the the story, at least. I know. So that's just exactly. my opinion. It's harsh. Yeah. I get it. 
No, um, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, like I said, I get it, but you know, there's some movies where it really is just like all about the fucking story and, okay. and the way it's written. And I fucking love like the outfit, obviously. Yeah, it's the first like, thing that came like to mind. Like it, it was all just fucking one location. Let's just tell a fucking amazing story with some amazing performances, and mm-hmm. I fucking love that. But the, there's also this where it's just like, let's see how far we can take filming shit, you know, like how far we can take it when we're just showing you shit, not, you know, telling the story. And, and, and I, fucking... I can appreciate that. Like even, I know, it's going to sound crazy, but it, but even fucking Michael Bay's last movie, that ambulance movie. That new fucking technology he used with those drones and kind of like the the racing drones that they used for these crazy shots. He went a little like, crazy. I, I can totally appreciate that, and I I do enjoy that quite a bit. Just the 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 filming aspects of shit and the 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 lengths they take that to, and yeah, sure, it it it, it shorts us on the story. But that's not the important part of it. Same way the outfit, the the filming wasn't the important part. It was the story that was the important part. So uh, there's totally a difference, and I I can appreciate both, and I get where James Cameron's coming from. I don't particularly love Avatar. I think that I haven't seen part two yet, but the first one, it was beautiful. But eh, you see it once, and you're good, so... I think the story in the first one was better than this one by mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, one thing in the second one that that was uh, really catching my eye and drawing my attention that I thought was really neat was, um, you know, most of the movie is uh, digital, right? Um, mm-hmm. That they've created. Uh, but there were scenes where they've got these uh, human actors and they're on like, a, like an aircraft carrier of sorts. And they're in like a... Um, what do you call like the, the not the flight deck but like the the main whatever it is behind a boat like a big uh uh whatever the command center is from like this massive like uh aircraft uh, carrier the, the deck or whatever they i call guess it. so yeah. yeah but they made that you could tell that was not cgi like that was all made and it was huge mm. it was massive um and it was incredible to kind of just watch all that and be like holy shit that's like half a billion dollars right there and then just like them making this thing so the extent that they went to make some of these sets that was really neat um but they didn't spend any money on the story (laughs) no but the other thing is how long would you say 15 years yeah i think so i mean come on you can come up with you can come up with a better story you know, over Agreed, 15, yeah. over 15 years, you know what I mean? Don't phone in the story. I mean, you can still have the special effects. It's just how it's presented in like the story beats and yeah. you put, and you work them in together. You don't, so, you don't sacrifice one for, you don't necessarily have to sacrifice one of the, for the other, but Cameron, he feels like it's just about that one thing. And it's not really about the story. Fuck the story. We're still going to get people but, in the seats. But let's be honest. Like the, the, the rare time when you have both with like awesome special effects and also an amazing story like that doesn't happen very often no. occasionally, occasionally you get it with films like say 
everything everywhere all at once that AJ didn't even have in his top 10 that has 11 Oscar nominations, but it doesn't happen often. So look, everything everywhere all at once is a good film. Okay. Terminator and 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Terminator I, uh, 2. Another one, yeah. Terminator Amazing 2, fine. special effects. Why couldn't, Cam- story. why couldn't Cameron like, continue doing stuff like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's just... few and far between when you get the two... No, like, I don't need I don't need an amazing story out of Avatar. I just need a competent story. So <laughs> don't phone I, it in. I I will most likely watch the uh, further sequels, and I'm curious to see how mm. the plot and the script will turn out. Because what I did see when I mentioned that there was some other script writers, um, the how I learned about that was because uh, Cameron had, from what I learned, Cameron had this team of script writers, and he had like months and months, like seven months of meetings with these people and where they were going over all this chunk of films, you know, mm-hmm. Avatar two, three, four, five, whatever, however many they're doing. And they laid out the entire plot structure for all these movies. Mm-hmm. And they discussed how it was going to happen, how they were going to do it. And then after this seven months, he then delegated which one of these people was going to control the script for each movie. So that they were all in on the meetings for the entirety of the film length or film series. And then at the end, he he wanted them to all feel like they didn't know which movie that they were going to get. So they all were paying attention. And then at the end, he assigned them which one, like you're getting two, you're getting three, you're getting four. So if that's true, then it's, and I'm sure he's got, uh, you know, executive powers to change and whatever he wants, but it sounds like he was just letting someone else write the script and he just kind of outlined the uh, general plot structure for him. You know what? I'm glad his ex-wife kicked his ass at the Oscars when Avatar, <laughs> the first Avatar came out. Yeah. And, and she put the hurt on him with the hurt locker. <laughs> nice. All right. Can I talk about this next movie? Because Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It's funny. Yes, that's right. Another one. Fat Man, right? No. I'm just going to pee. So... This DP's giving it shit because this movie, in a way, and he's not alone. Um, people immediately tied this movie, Violent Night, to Fat Man. They're both about Santa as the lead, and they're both these action movies. Mm. Um, Fat Man came out two years ago with Mel Gibson and had uh, Walton Goggins. Was a yeah. very fun original Fucking movie. Awesome. Yeah. It was it was uh, funny, but not too funny. It was dark. It was violent, but not too violent. It was it was a very special movie. Mm-hmm. Um, violent Night is also a very special movie. It is on HBO right now, I think. Peacock. Peacock. Um, or Peacock. Sorry. Peacock. So David Harbour, the guy that plays the cop Hopper in Stranger Things, is mm-hmm. playing Santa. He is a naturally just a massive dude. So yeah. he plays this big ass Santa. The movie, like, obviously, and doesn't care. It it tells you it's showing. It's pulling from. It pulls from Die Hard One. It pulls from Die Hard Two. It pulls from Home Alone, and it it makes references to these movies as it's doing it. So it's not like, you know, it's it's kind of like an homage at the same time. Does it pull from Fat Man? (laughs) This movie is super fucking violent. It's very silly. It's very funny. It's the plot is 
the plot for the most part is like Die Hard 2. Um, but then inside that, there's aspects of Die Hard 1 and Home Alone. Um, and these bad guys, these military guys that uh, Santa Claus ends up murdering with a sledgehammer. I don't know if they must have done this intentionally, but they've the guys, the extras that he's killing must be like five and a half feet tall. So when they're standing next to David Harbor, he's like they two feet really above them yeah. and just like throwing them through walls and shit. It w- I had more fun watching this movie. It was like an hour and 45 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was more concise and more, it was be- more, it was written better. And overall, I had a funner experience watching Violent Night than I did Avatar 2. So. I, I highly recommend this movie. But uh, can I ask a question? I know this is a bit of a spoiler. So uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, like fast forward 30 seconds. But is does he play actual Santa Claus or is he like a, a mall Santa that's also a badass? No, or he's is he the real Santa. He is the real Santa and he's got okay. Santa magic. All right. Just just curious. So. But. AJ took his I... headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't want to be spoiled. Yeah. I get it, yeah. But I do. I I will watch it. Like I, said, I it, uh, let the listeners in on it. Marky was texting us about this earlier this week, and I kept giving him shit. Just right, and for also the sake Mark, of giving Mark, him shit. And also, Marky, <laughs> in your text, you did say you would put this in your top fifteen for twenty twenty two. I would. I would mm. put this in my top fifteen because I was. Uh genuinely surprised you know when i saw the trailer for this movie it looked like a stupid movie that's right up my alley i did not expect to laugh as much as i did i did not expect to get kind of like pulled into the story as much as i did they they use uh classic tropes but they do it kind of shamelessly and obviously like it's not like they're mm-hmm. trying to say that they're new it they just it's a well-fitted groove that, into it yeah yeah it's it is nice it was fun um they spent just enough money on it so it doesn't look cheap they didn't overdo it the the special effects aren't anything crazy but they're adequate um yeah and it it, the movie opens with some laughs pretty quickly and it carries that silly attitude throughout the rest of the film so where fat man was kind of more i mean it's you know kind of funny to say but fat man is an almost more serious movie this one was <laughs> was much more silly mm-hmm. all right well uh, uh, i'll, I'll have to I'll check it out it check. yeah i'll give it a watch so it sounds fun but uh very fun all right speaking of fun you guys want to play some fucking games I thought we were going to talk, we talk Oscar nominations. Oh, right. oh, fuck, that's right. Let's talk, get into the... Uh, thank you, AJ. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy screwed that up. Hey, you guys want to talk about some Oscar nominations? Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to edit that together. No, I'm not. Fine, I'm just leaving it as says. All right, so yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. Because, yeah, the, the Oscar noms came out. Uh, uh a lot of what we expected, but uh, a few a few surprises. We'll go over them real quick. So, uh, there's ten best picture nominations. They went to All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar: The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So. Uh, a few of these we talked about. I gotta say, I 
can't believe fucking Elvis is nominated for Best Picture. Right. Like it's uh, I I mean I get I I get Austin Butler. So obviously Austin Butler is also nominated for Best Actor. I get that. But this was not one of the best movies of the year by any fucking stretch of the imagination. I I don't understand how it got a nomination. I would love to go back to I'm sure I don't know. I'd love to go back to um some of the some of the previous years to find out how how often that happened with like a music biopic where like the actor was nominated in the picture. Like Bohemian Rhapsody was got Best Picture nomination too. And I didn't think that was the that's that right. Yeah, and it was terrible. Like Rami Malik was great, but yeah. the movie was not. So uh, yeah, it is this weird thing where yeah, I guess just because I mean the it's one other performance that... was so good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There, there might be others. I I'm just not pulling from right now in my head. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like Elvis. I mean, Marky, yeah. did we did we talk about Elvis on the show? Did you see Elvis? I watched mm-hmm. like the first forty five minutes of it, um, but then oh, we started right. recording yeah. before I could finish it, and I yeah, didn't. I had right. no desire to go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah, definitely. Definitely so yeah, surprised it. by that. I was not surprised by the. I mean, I'm surprised by the Avatar thing, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one was all quiet. I think on the you West. get that when you spend a billion dollars on a movie, yeah, whatever. Yeah, all quiet on the Western Front was the other one. Marky, you saw all quiet on the Western Front. I right? did. It was a very uh, just gritty, visceral. Uh, you know, I was not present at World War One. But I think they did a good job representing what that would look like, um, mm-hmm. and it very obviously dark, mm-hmm. sad story. Nobody lives. All the characters that they get you tied to, they all die. All right. Well, um, no, yeah, I don't know about a, I don't know about yeah. this picture. It also got. A uh, bunch of other nominations too, like production design, yeah, best adapted it, editing, screenplay adapted, adapted yeah. screenplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was um the whole you know it was it was very grand scale. So that the, the scenes, the setting, uh, all of that was uh, very nicely done out there in uh, where were they, France, um, supposedly. So I mean, it was yeah, it looked really good. It's great. At least a few of uh, a few of the movies we've talked about, everything, everywhere, Top Gun, Maverick, Banshees, mm-hmm. are well represented in these Oscars. Top Gun got a writing nomination. That's cool. So that's really really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So be- best adapted screenplay was acquired on the Russian front. He said Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah. And then Glass Onion. Uh, Fucking other one I loved. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised there weren't. What's it more adapted? What's it, I was just wondering that. Do I not know what adapted What's it adapted means? from? What's it adapted from? Glass Glass onion? Onion? I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. Yeah. I suppose there's a book or something. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah, I thought it was Ryan Johnson just wrote it, but right. Who's that detective lady novelist? That the kind Agatha, of Agatha, Agatha Christie. Is it one of hers? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, it's not one of hers. But speaking of writing, though, we got Banshees, Everything Everywhere, mm-hmm. are both nominated for the original screenplay category, which is really cool. Uh, Fableman, Spielberg, and then like Tar, which uh, DP was just telling me is on Peacock. 
Yes, with we Kate can watch Blanchett, Tar now for free. Which has several nominations. And then this movie, Triangle of Sadness, which I keep seeing popping up, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be excellent foreign film. Have either of you guys watched Tar yet? I have not, no. no. I don't know. It's not my cup of tea, right? But I mean, it's got a lot of a lot of backing behind it as far as these nominations. Tri- Triangle of Sadness isn't foreign. It's not nominated for international feature film. I thought it was but, a foreign film. But it, it, I mean, it's, it's written... Not. Uh, the guy that did it is like a, a French filmmaker, and this is his kind of like first uh, English oh, okay, language okay. one. So. And he's nominated for Best Director, too. Yeah. Ruben Ostland mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Best Director, it's uh, Martin McDonough, The Daniels for Everything Everywhere, Spielberg from The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar. And yeah, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Do we, do I we think, do we think really someone good else... things about Triangle. I really want to watch this one. Yeah, so do I. That's what I want us to uh, review on this. Mm. Do we think anybody else should be in the director? It seems like the the right people are in there. Uh, the um, yeah, I think the... I, again, I think... The, Spielberg's overrated. I know I might be in the minority on that, but and I haven't seen the favorite, so I can't I can't really say. But yeah, I'm just kind of sick of Spielberg. (laughs) I agree. Um, I'm looking at my top 10 2022 movies, and you know, Ron Howard for 13 Lives that might be a good one to have in there. Right, like Thirteen Lives got like no nominations, and not even like production design shit, which I figure they were shooing for. So did they, yeah, did kind they, of surprised by that. I always feel like that movie was older than it was. Like maybe it was because that documentary came out right before it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm thinking it was older. Yeah, the documentary was a couple of years ago, and then this one was yeah last year. So just last year, but. Uh, Any, anybody anybody thinking there's any uh, snubs here? Because I think there are some snubs. Uh, I mean, no, because I, I, yeah, I can't really think. I'm not very I, good at this. I, I will say for snub-wise, and again, this I don't know if it's a snub because I've heard something that says it might not be, but for best international feature, RRR is not nominated. But from what I heard somewhere, I don't know. I know you hear shit. You see stuff online, um, but apparently, like each country, like submits a movie for best international feature. India did not submit RRR. Huh? They submitted some other fucking movie, so RRR didn't get nominated. Which and then and then the other one yeah, was South Korea a... must not have nominated Decision to Leave. Yeah, or, or people just hating on Decision to Leave. I like. I don't know. I can't imagine that's the case because you you look at the I haven't seen it, you guys have, and you right. you look at the reviews for Decision to Leave. I'm shocked it's not fucking nominated. It, Decision to Leave could easily get a uh, nomination for best editing, and possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess it, it's just foreign foreign film, right? They don't break it down. Mm-hmm. If it's foreign film, they don't send it into the other categories. It's just they right. they, they can't they can. I mean, it depends on the film. I've okay. seen like 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 um. Parasite got a Best Picture nomination and a Best International Feature Film nomination, and yes, so fucking good, and Best Director and Best, you know, Best Screenplay. Like right. it got all kinds of stuff. 
Right. And then won a bunch. Of, they won Best Picture, and it won. You know what I mean? It swept everything basically. Like it's a good just, ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, if it's good enough, it'll 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 um it'll transcend the 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 international genre and move into some of these other categories for sure. Right. Okay. Um, so. So what? Par- you, what, par- what parasites. What? You parasites. Is yeah, I was going to say parasites. Very special film. Yeah. Well, what yeah. movies do you think were uh, snubbed this year, AJ? Like Decision to Leave should at least be international feature. Film. Yeah, agreed. Um, I I mean RRR did get a nomination for best song, but mm-hmm. I mean I like our I'm much higher up on uh, higher on RRR than you guys. Still surprises me. I don't get it. I love RRR. It just wasn't a well. It makes sense for you to me, DP. But for AJ, I mean, he's the black and white guy. He's the right? subtitle yeah. guy. Marky, <laughs> RRR was so I'm also. I'm also. I also like foreign films, though. Yeah, but this movie is like awesome. <laughs> it's, it so awesome. it's so and, silly. It's so silly and hurts. amazing. Yeah, and the two leads have such great charisma and chemistry. Look, I still need I, to make those posters. Of I appreciate the guy his shoulders shooting, yeah. the, shooting like holding a bolt action rifle in each hand. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, I mean, maybe maybe for India, you know, um, they put something a little more somber, something a little, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And there's different parts. Yeah, there's different parts of India that put it like this Bollywood and Tollywood and like right. who knows like what the. Might be a little bit of beef there. Yeah, who knows what the where the leanings are with the you know what I mean? The, right, the R, main, R, R, something R. political to that in India that you know because that's such a standout film. I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, I didn't care for it as much as you guys did, but it was it it did make a big impression in the states. Um, that was the first movie that I can think that I could think of that came from India besides maybe extraction if you can count that that came mm, over here yeah, and really. became as popular as that did amongst like an, an american audience yeah i um i work with a woman that's originally from india and uh when i told when i told her i was like that i loved the rrr she was like you've seen rrr i was like yeah i freaking love that movie <laughs> yeah and uh she started recommending a bunch of other stuff which i put on like my prime you know, prime video playlist, uh, nice. watch list, whatever, wish list, whatever, um, watch list. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try to watch some of them. But um, yeah, I think, you know, we don't get exposed as much to some of this stuff. And and for the Oscars, it's only represented in that one category. You right. know? That's all we get. And I'd love to explore some of these um, other countries, like some of their you know, sort of film awards, you know, what are their top film awards things? And, you know, it's worth exploring. I, I don't know if I have that much time in life but to do all of right. that, but, you know, you know, there's some countries that are really thriving in the, you know, like South Korea and yeah. film in the filmmaking industry. And they're really, um, and then there's also, you know, guys, there's countries where, you know, that sort of stuff is suppressed like Iran. You know, there's a couple like Iran. dynamite filmmakers in Iran and you know, it's hard for them to get their stuff out, you know. Yeah. It's hard for them to get their art made because of, you know, the 
the nature of the situation in the country and yeah the culture and the politics and, and, and there's then there's uh is it uh nigeria where there's been this like explosion of amateur filmmakers um that are, are using like everything that, at their disposal and are starting to churn out because they've been doing it for so long uh working with like bare bones equipment that they're starting to i haven't seen anything personally but i've seen stories online where they're starting to churn out some like good quality movies and like storytelling um and they're starting to hold their own awards um and, and people have been donating Macs and other equipment for editing and cameras and stuff to get them to keep going because they're starting to build a fan base internationally of what they're doing over there. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, one last thing I'll say, I haven't seen the movie, but judging from like the Golden Globe nominations and shit, I- I'm a little surprised how completely shut out Babylon was. Like they got nothing. I think maybe like a yeah, that's a good design or something. That's a good. Like that's a good that, point. But, the, the reviews are very divisive. Yeah, but it it got a ton of nominations in the Golden Globes and got nothing in the Oscars. Well, and so. we mentioned we mentioned this last week, didn't we? That uh, typically these movies that talk about the heyday, the golden age of Hollywood, right? It's, yeah. it's like Hollywood the award ceremony. Love. Just oh. yeah, they just suck their well, dick. Well, mm-hmm. they they got they got one. They got the Fableman, so they were like, "All right, let's take the yeah. one that's that's better received." Maybe that's and it. it's Spielberg. But Damien Chazelle, you know, he he's got yeah, La La, La Land. Boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's, so, he's La La Land those, had like one fourteen, those, sixteen nominations that year. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah. That was that 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 was the year that they read the wrong name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Beatty. so. Um, but yeah, yeah, tons of nominations, and he was like. And he did Whiplash, and he—I mean—he's been trending. I still haven't seen Whiplash. Good film. You really haven't? Holy no, shit! I was about to watch it on the plane the other day, and instead, I this watched is... the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I gotta start making a list of movies you guys haven't seen that you need to see. Okay, like because this happens all the time, where you're like, "Oh, I've never seen such and such." Here whatever like oh my god you need to see that okay so we, we got to get a list going because at some point we'll do a pick a movie week and you'll watch whiplash okay and i guarantee you like that that awesome. is going to be one of those movies yeah. where i'm going to have to be forced to watch it because like i said i just passed it up a few days ago to watch indiana jones instead right and i was I, thinking I, when, I, when I, I was totally watching i i when watching uh indiana jones in the last crusade on the plane the other day mm-hmm. i was realizing then at that time it was only an hour and a half long and that's a tight hour and a half that's a good movie mm-hmm. and it made me think again about avatar that is three hours 12 minutes what have you and that movie could still not get its point of- right yeah totally marky indiana jones definitely you know gets its point across much quicker and and much better let's be honest and uh so uh, speaking of getting points across, let's get these fucking games going, huh? It is yes. game night again, boys. Woo-woo! I'm right. waiting for uh, this. Yeah, so so we got a couple games we've already played. We got the, the classic everyone loves, AJ's uh, uh, bad review game, which we played and love. We got Marky's movie trivia game, which we played and love. And we're going to try a new one. 
uh, this week, and it is uh, basically 20 questions. What it'll be, I will have a movie character in mind, and Marky and AJ will have to ask me yes or no questions until they can figure out who I am thinking about. Uh, b- before we go, I will, I'll, I'll let our listeners know who it is. So, so Marky, AJ, I'll need you guys to take your headphones off right now for just a second. All right. Hey, oh, yeah. When are you going to signal for us to be? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up when it's time to put them back on. All right. So, listeners, the first person is Ripley from Alien and Aliens. All right. Here we go. All right, boys. So 20 questions. I'll give you a, a hint right off the bat. Uh, this is a movie character that we first met uh, in kind of late 70s, early 80s. But it's a movie character you guys are very uh, familiar with. So Interesting. All right. Actually, hit me. You want to go so, first? All right. So, so, so you're saying, wait, hold on. This isn't a question. Mm-hmm. You're saying it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not though. You're saying, mm-hmm. all right. So, say what you said again. It's a character from the seventies, eighties, like late seventies, early eighties. Was the film when we first met this character? Okay. Right. Here's my first question. Okay. Is this character part of like a franchise? Is it multiple movies? Yes. Okay. Is this character known for carrying a gun? Uh, not known for it, but has had a gun, I would okay. say. Or has used a gun. Yeah. AJ, you got one? Does this character have a sidekick? Uh, I wouldn't say a sidekick, no, but uh, does have other people, uh, I, I guess, a crew, a team, whatever you want to call it. Is this character male? No. Okay. Is this character female? <laughs> yes. God damn it, AJ. It could be. It could be a robot. That's right. That's just true. That's true. Totally correct. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Does this character? normally work in space yes oh okay come on aj you got this <laughs> you already know it just guess no it's your turn to next question you if you know who it is take a yeah, guess yeah if you know it marky go for it tell us who it uh, is that is uh ripley from yes it Alien. is ripley from aliens wow very nicely done you guys narrowed that down pretty fucking quick. Wow. I'm impressed. I thought that was going to take longer. So, um, yeah. yeah fucking dude, just well jump done, in and man. guess it, man. Yeah. Or are we keeping score? Are we, are we racking yeah. points here? Or are we just We're working around? together, Mark. Yeah. yeah you, you guys are a team. So. That's what I wanted to try and get as many questions out of it as possible. My gun question uh, was just for whatever. When you said 70s, 80s, my first thought was uh, Dirty Harry. So also, mm-hmm. I was wondering if he, you know if he was known for carrying a gun, All right? Which yeah, that uh, would have. All right, uh, let's move on to our next one. This is a 
uh, a movie character from a movie in the early 90s. Uh, I'll tell you, I just won't help out Marky as much as I'll help out Andy. Uh, I fucking love this movie character. So early 90s movie, go ahead. Hit me with some questions, boys. Oh, wait, actually, real quick. Take off your headphones. Let me let oh, the listeners okay. know who it is. All right, listeners, this is Vincent LaGuardia Gambini from the film My Cousin Vinny. Oh, all right. My headphones are back on and bring the questions. Like a first the, yeah. yeah, sure. Is, is the... All right. I, I feel like I'm going to ask the same questions all the time, but well, in, there's some easy ones to start with, right? You can right. narrow is, it down pretty quick. Is, yeah. is is this character in the comedy genre? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow, that was a good first question. You really narrowed it down. All right, nicely done. Um, is this character male? Yes. Okay. Okay. Early '90s male character comedy. God, you know, like, all right, all right. Yeah, there are a lot, but is this uh, like I'm going to ask again? Is it part of like a series of movies? No, it is not. Hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's one movie. One movie, yes. Hmm. Okay, it's a standalone. DP loves Mm -hmm. male character, '90s comedy. Yeah. Is it my turn? Oh, this is my turn, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, is this movie directed by the Fairley Brothers? No, it is not. Can I ask? Him, can I ask questions outside of the character? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. ask whatever you want, as long as it's yes or no, I'll answer it. Yeah. Okay, Does, so it's not Fairley. Brothers. Is this okay? Is um, this character in law enforcement? Uh, no. Okay. I did, yeah, yeah. I'll just leave. I could give a big hint, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll wait. Um, is this is this character acted by Jim Carrey? No, it is not. No. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a Ventura. I was gonna say that's gonna be a whole spell of movies <laughs> yeah. in the nineties, right? Right. Yeah. This, um, is, this is this is becoming tough. I'm I'm really blanking on like a um, okay 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 okay. Is this is the actor African American? No. Okay. I was thinking of something specific. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I'll give you I, this. So your question was he in law enforcement? In a way, he's the exact opposite of law enforcement. Criminal. Um, he's a sort of. But not okay. not a criminal either. All right, that's too much of a hint. All right. Hmm. But that's so it, is he a vigilante? Uh no. Not uh, no. Interesting. Sorry, Mark. You jumped no, no, that. no. That's good. Um, we don't want too much dead air on here, and I'm I'm dr- yeah. starting to draw blanks too. Yeah. Um, just keep bringing the questions. Who is? Maybe think of something. Ask. Um. Is the character American? Yes. Yes, he is. 
All right, so it's not Bond. Uh, that would be a series of films. All right. Sorry. Uh, you already asked, right? Is it a comedy? Say, did we say? Did we ask if Marky? Did we ask if he was male? We did. Yes. He's a he's a male. Uh, he's not black. Uh, he's not a uh cop. He's also not quite a criminal or vigilante. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 90s. works against law. Okay, he's not. Uh, maybe he's a lawyer, and it's not Jim Carrey. Um, maybe 90s. he's a lawyer. Yeah, very, very well, could be a lawyer. AJ, ask him. Is it my turn? Is he a lawyer? Yes, he's a lawyer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is it's not Jim Carrey? Is he? Is the actor? Oh, I'm sorry. Is the character Italian? Yes, he is. Mm. He's is very it, is Italian. It, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it my cousin Vinny? Yes, it is. It is Vincent LaGuardia Gambino. Nice. Ooh, I, I don't know if we made Vinny. it within 20 questions, but... High five, Marky. Close enough. Yeah. So, that All was right, a hard one. Yeah, it was Let's hard. Going. Uh, this is uh, this next one. Uh, right, do you need to take our headphones off? Are you going to give us a little hint first? Yeah, let me give you the hint first. It is a character from... Kind of the mid to late 2000s, uh, a character we have discussed a bit here on the podcast. So okay. take your headphones off. I'll let the listeners know who it is. All right, everyone. This is Heath Ledger's The Joker from The Dark Knight. So, all right, boys. Bring it back in. I All right, said, re- um, remind, remind the listeners what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> mid to late 2000s and a character we have discussed quite a bit here on the podcast. Okay. Mid Bring to the late questions. 2000s. Is the character male? Yes, he is. Mid to late 2000s, and we've talked about him a lot on the podcast. Ask, ask mm-hmm. you one of your next favorite questions, AJ, about the franchise. Yeah, is mm. it part of a series of films? Uh, there is a series of films, but he only uh, shows up in one of them. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mid to late 2000s male and one of a series of films. Is the uh, genre action? Yes, you definitely call it action. Does he, does he show up in the first of the series of films? No, he does not. So he comes in when the all right. So he comes in when the film's already series is already going. And it wouldn't okay. it be someone like Craig because he did a whole stretch of them, um, mid to late two thousands, considered action. Talk someone that was in and out. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, is the uh, character Caucasian white? Yes. Very, very white. <laughs> Marky, did you did you ask if this was if it was action yet? I did. Yes, he said action. Yes, <laughs> that's one. That's one of your. That's one of your staples. I know. I know. Um, so it's an action film. He. It's a character we've talked about a lot. He doesn't come in until he's one and done. Though. Oh, I, okay. Does he have scars? Yes, he does. Are those scars like around his mouth area? Interesting. Yes, they are. Is it the Joker from the Dark Knight? Very yes, good. it is. Very well done. Nicely wow, done, that AJ. Was quick. Holy shit. Nicely done, gentlemen. I figured wow. like Joker doesn't come until the second film. Mm-hmm. So all right. Uh 
Well, let, let's do one more. Uh, uh, this last one will be a character uh, from very, very recent films. Uh, um, well, I already gave it away. So obviously it's more than one movie, but it's very recent. Gentlemen, take out the headphones. Let me tell everyone who it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this last one is Benoit Blanc from Knives Out and Glass Onion. Now, real, real quick, all right. can I say? Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate how uh, obviously the, the listeners can't see this, but uh, DP has like a radio sized uh, microphone in front of mm-hmm. him. And whenever he's giving the uh, listeners the name of this character he leans in like a football coach and covers his yeah. mouth so we can't fucking <laughs> I don't see want it. you guys to read my lips yeah. <laughs> so all right so say I don't what... you can read lips but i do it anyways <laughs> i'm an old man so say what you said before um i uh this is uh a character from a very very recent movie very recent movie okay mm-hmm. so bring on the questions what do you got Okay, although it's from a recent movie, was he also in an older movie? Uh he was of of like related to it. Yes. So this so is this a reboot? No. Or remake? No. Or a long overdue sequel? Uh not long overdue sequel, no. Okay. Is this a sequel? Yes. Is the character male? Well, Yes. Is the character Daniel Craig? Uh, no, the character is not Daniel is the, Craig. Is the actor, is the Daniel, actor Craig? Daniel Craig? Yes. It's, it's Glass Onion. <laughs> yes, it is. Damn well, it, Mark. it's Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Blanc. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. I don't know why. I could, feel, I could just feel it was that. <laughs> that. That was impressive, Marky. Holy Marky. shit. Good job, I just know man. you like that movie. I know you I wanted did, to talk yeah. about it some more. There's some things. I, that I mean, you can just if you feel. look at him, the Benoit Blanc, the Joker, my cousin Vinny, it was all fucking people I loved. So. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to see a trend here. Yeah. Uh, I started off with one I know you guys love with Ripley to lure you in. And then I just went with my favorites after mm. that. <laughs> but hey, it worked well. You know, so. my when you said uh from a recent film franchise is you kind of slipped there yeah i screwed that up and then we took our headphones <laughs> off and you, and then you, you kind of rewarded rewarded it a little bit right. and, and said, i completely oh. forgot what he said first so uh, I yeah but even the, when you reworded it it kind of reinforced what i was thinking the first time i was like i bet he's talking about fucking knives out yeah yeah he nailed it so which by the way Fucking, I, I rewatched uh, Glass Onion. Like, it's so good, man. Fuck, I love Glass Onion. Yeah. So. Edward Norton's a treat. I, I really like Yeah, he really, he was super un, like it, awesome in that. I feel like everyone, first time I watched it, I fucking loved all the other performances and it like kind of overshadowed him. And then I watched it again and he. Yeah, kind of overshadowed everyone else. He was and so goddamn good. Yeah. Did we did we talk about on the podcast how it was uh, revealed? I guess uh, recently that Edward Norton has direct lineage to Pocahontas. No, did we talk oh, about I didn't that? Hear about this? No. So there's the uh, the show. Um, oh fuck! What's the name of it? Know Know Your Ancestors. No, there's uh, some shit like that. I know the one you're talking. You know what I'm about. talking about? Yeah. I know the host is Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. is the mm-hmm. host. Uh, yeah. Sam watches it. It's on PBS, and yep. um, 
Edward Norton and um, Sandra Bullock were in a recent episode and they were able to track, you know, the, the whole premise of the show is that uh, they just go back through your, uh, tr- uh, your family tree and see where you came from. And then they kind of, you know, it's fun to see where. Right. Isn't that the one where like they found out Ben Affleck's ancestors owned slaves. That's <laughs> exactly it. And Ben Affleck like walked away. Like he didn't even fucking finish it. I don't play though. That's going to suck to find that's that suck, out. Right. But yeah. you know, you know, some, that's sometimes that's going to happen. Hey, you know, man, that was this country back then. And Edward Orton was saying that uh, his family over the years had said that they had lines to Pocahontas and, for generations they always just chalked it up as family myth and uh through the show they were able to find that he does have a direct line to pocahontas she is his like great 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 you know what have Mm -hmm. you grandmother pretty fucking wild awesome um and that he also shares um after that there's a branch where him and sandra bullock actually share like they're they are cousins somehow removed multiple times that they share some common dna so pretty interesting concept yeah, good shit yeah um all right speaking of fucking interesting concepts aj do you want to you want to read us you, some fucking bad it? reviews is that it you're out of names that's just well, i mean we could do more but i but i think that that kind of ran its course and i think it's time to move on yeah, All I got right, a whole fine. stack of trivia questions. If we get bored, yeah, right, that's fine. I'll, <laughs> oh, do you well, do you want to do one more? We can do another one. No, I, let's, would, let's, I love this game. Let's go to mine, and we can go back to it. I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, we should have done more names. What we should have done was what we should have done was sprinkle in like like the bad reviews in between the game or whatever. You know what? Break it up. Yeah, break it up. But let me game let me do let me do three? let me. I think that could be Maybe the next way time. we go. Right. Let, let me yeah. let me let me do my first uh, review. Can I finish? Yes. Let me finish. <laughs> All right. Do you, me, finish. Do, do you want me to? Yeah. Yes. Let, let, let's do the bad review game. I fucking knew it. For, right. for the listeners, if you haven't heard this one before, this is super fun. Uh, AJ is going to read us a bad review of a movie that is actually really fucking good, and this review is clearly an idiot. And Marky and I have got to figure out what movie this person is poorly reviewing. Yeah, this to, is to uh, add on to is... that. He also removes the like actors' names, and whenever they drop the title name, the yeah. the, the obvious dead yeah, giveaway. He'll remove the clues, and we just got to figure it out from context. Other than yeah. that. So, yeah, it's a fun game. We played it before. Uh, I fucking actually, I do. I love this game. Half, half, the, half the battle is omitting everything, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, a lot of dead space. Yeah. yeah. So I, I cut and paste from the from the person's review from their website, and then I just like omit the stuff as I'm reading it. So I'm yeah. challenging myself to not give things away too. So here mm-hmm. we go. This is a scathing review of this film. I'm going to tell you because I didn't do this before. This is a film from 2000. Okay. Okay. From the year 2000. All right. That, that should help. Okay. Were it not for the gravity and thoughtfulness of this actor's performance as a retiring policeman and the third act appearance of its bizarre villain, this film would be unendurable. As it is, this 128-minute collection of gratuitous, grisly effects 
and even more gratuitous literary allusions never comes close to the classy suspense thriller it clearly thinks it is. Gussied up with references to Dante and Chaucer and Thomas Aquinas and a hero who uses cliff notes to comprehend them, this could be the year's most pretentious Hollywood film. Unfortunately, the mm. first-time screenwriter is a compulsive name-dropper who can't stop long enough to give the frequent references to Paradise Lost and the Canterbury Tales a meaningful contemporary context. His gimmicky creation of a killer with an oddball game plan works no better here than it did in Theater of Blood. I, I think I got it. Dan? Is it seven? It's seven. Yeah! Oh, nice. Woo! What a jerk-off review that is. Holy shit, really? Yeah. What kind of asshole doesn't like seven? <laughs> God so, damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well pieced together. Like, it's hard to... It's hard to give you enough. Yeah, because like, when I understand the like the, the stuff about Dante and the, I'm like, yeah, that's got to be seven. So yeah, but get, seriously, like it wasn't for Morgan Freeman. Brad Pitt was excellent in seven. Like, oh, he needs cliff notes. I mean, that's kind of the point of the character. Right, he used the cliff he's notes rash, to and he's doing everything he can to get forward as fast as possible. Yeah. And, like that was the whole point of his character. Like, right? Uh, yeah. Ah, what a terrible. Like, dude, totally missed the point of seven. This, you know, what a, it, it, it. They didn't try to hide the point of seven either. Like, it was right out there. And goddamn, yeah. by the way, the fucking writer of seven, like, fucking masterfully written. That yeah, that was so it's, so it's well done. David yeah. Fincher film. I mean, like, <laughs> did he write the script as well? Because that's a very he, tight ship. He did not write the script. Okay. It's something Kevin something. No, I have it here names, because I didn't. Right? I didn't. Om- I didn't omit it. I I just omitted it from speaking. Yeah. What's his name? His name? Three names. Andrew something? Kevin Walker. Yeah. Andrew Kevin oh, Walker. DP so, with the Kevin. I knew there was a Kevin in there. <laughs> you know. Although I gotta admit, he hasn't done much since then. Like he went on a fucking streak where he did nothing, and I think recently he's done a couple other things where, like, he's finally kind of coming back. But yeah, he went quiet for a long time. I think one of the reasons why we like playing this game so much is because just we we get to shit on whoever wrote this review afterwards. Yeah, right. you yeah. fucking <laughs> stupid idiot. You in the sure in the future, I'll make sure I remember the author and the uh, publication, or write it down. Right, that's fun because we like to call them out, like yeah, yeah. like Thomas with Portland yeah. official. You stupid shit. Obviously, the older the film, we run the risk of like trampling on someone's grave, but could be a eh. dead right. Could be a dead writer. Well, maybe they should uh, like what we like, and then we won't have to do this. That's on them. Brilliant idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, AJ, you got another one for us? Yeah, and feel free to jump in the moment you know it. Just like okay. raise your raise your hand or whatever. This yeah. is because this is a 2021 film. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And we talked about it on the podcast. Okay. okay. Movies that seem movies that seem assured of how endearing they are usually end up being the least endearing of all. The writer and director of the 70s retro romance has plenty going for it. 
a vivid San Fernando setting to remind clueless East Coasters that Los Angeles is hardly synonymous with Hollywood. A breezy soundtrack that avoids all the era's usual suspects. Oh, this has got to be this has got to be licorice pizza, right? It's licorice, yes. Yeah, oh licorice. wow, DP, nice. Fuck, I lo- dude, I love licorice pizza. I do so too. Do I? So do I. It is one so of my good. favorite films. One yeah. of my favorite films of the year. Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson is a, is brilliant all the time, so mm-hmm. far, and yeah, this licorice pizza is no different. Great soundtrack. Yeah. It's one of the Great ones I ambiance. like most from him. Like yeah. obviously, you know, Boogie Nights is fucking amazing, and uh, uh, the 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 oil one, which it uh, oh, uh, there right. will be blood. Yeah. God damn, that's amazing. But this one is right up there with those. Yeah. Two. Like I think Licorice Pizza is top three PTA. All right. I so agree with that. since you um, guessed it so quickly, do you want me to keep reading? So you yeah, can, I like... do want to hear more yeah. of this fucking asshole. Where did I end? A breezy soundtrack that avoids all the errors usual suspects. So long mm-hmm. to have his dancing queen. Hello, Susie Quattro of Chris Norman stumbling in. And perhaps best of all, a fantastic breakthrough performance by an actress no one, none of us saw coming. So he's right about that. Mm-hmm. But Licorice Pizza yeah. feels pleased with how casual and effortless it is, which is the exact opposite of being casual and effortless. And while the story's lead woman character is the best thing about it, somehow Anderson's focus still tilts more towards the guy. Gary Valentine, Cooper Hoffman, is a mildly accomplished 15-year-old actor with bravado despair. He isn't picky about how he makes a buck. One minute he's dutifully auditioning for a Sears commercial requiring an acrobatic quick-change routine involving a three-piece husky-sized suit. The next he's setting himself up as a waterbed entrepreneur. It's all the same to him. He's the king of the hustle, at least among the Clearasil set. But, But, I mean, that is the movie. It's about him. It's right. not about That's her. So like if, if it was a movie but about she's, she's her, right. she's right. It is a break time on him. I get the complaint, but the movie's about him. But yeah. it is a breakthrough performance by her. And the scenes yeah, that she was great. In, the scenes that she's in, mm-hmm. I couldn't take my eyes off her. I thought her performance was terrific. Yeah, and Definitely. you guys told Alana me that Hyam. Hi, yeah, that's like her first yeah, acting great. performance or first yeah. acting role, right? She's like a, mm-hmm. a a sister from a band, a sister band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, band. The Hi, with, remember the scenes with Benny Safdie and the and the right, and when he, she finds out that you know he's trying to hide what he's trying to do, hide, hide, hide his boyfriend. His yeah, mm-hmm. and all that like, in the restaurant oh. and stuff. Like her performance there was just so terrific. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. really. I was very surprised to find out. I mean, I hadn't seen her in anything else before, but. Surprised to find out that she wasn't hadn't done anything else before. Some people yeah. are just fucking naturals at that shit. But yeah. boy, did she pull that off beautifully! That whole yeah. scene where, like, she thought he was into her, and then she just finds out he's actually gay and hiding his boyfriend, and right. like that that weird combination of like the realization feeling hurt but wanting to support him, and like because it, he's on to something deeper than her. She's yeah. fucking. She pulls it off beautifully. It's a first-time yeah. actress. It's really fucking impressive. Yeah, and yeah, and I believed it. It's I yeah. could see what was happening there mm-hmm. um, through her performance. It's yeah, truly incredible. Yeah. Really, really well done. But as AJ said, the movie centers around uh, the the little uh, yeah Cooper um, in there, right? Harry Valentine, yeah. Which again, it's Very also based on a real person. So, 
right all right like it's um, sort of a true story ish you know so i have yeah, to say the next the next two i'm not 100 sure if you guys have seen both of them or one mm-hmm. of you have seen one and one of you have seen the other whatever but i'm running out we'll we've done it. this game we've done this game enough times where i've like I'm like, right. have I done, have I like, done have that I done one before? Yeah. Well, same thing for my trivia questions because I'm pulling it from like right. a board game that I have. Yeah. Let me let me try it. This is a 2004 right. comedy. Okay. Okay. So this actor's new movie makes you feel like you're trapped at a dinner with a wise ass who's trying to convince you what a sensitive guy he is. <laughs> the film, which opens theatrically, what next word, whatever they're saying, whatever the New York Film Festival. Isn't mm-hmm. as overtly contemptuous of the people on screen as was this director's last film. I'm sure that the director even believes he's showing them compassion, but except for a few of the lead actors' moments and everything two of the actresses do, this movie consists of the director scoring points off his characters. The director has hit on a foolproof method for getting away with his cheap shots. He disguises them in the sheep's clothing of observational comedy. This film isn't a bash, it's not loud or raucous, and since it appears to be about something, how people who've been bruised choose not to give up, it can fool audiences into thinking it's an adult comedy. <laughs> Is it problem? That's how the director gets away with his juvenile superiority. Hmm. And even the fat girls like it up the ass jokes that would be called raunchy and gross, as <laughs> they are if they appeared in a teen comedy. The director has such an adolescent fixation on what it is, what is and isn't phony that the movies may at last have found the filmmaker capable of bringing J.D. Selinger to the screen. That isn't a compliment. I did this one because it was one of the most scathing, th- scathing things I've ever read about. Is it movie. Bridesmaids? No, it's from 2004. That's, I don't know when Bridesmaids came out. It's later, right? Hmm. Yeah. It's Fat Chicks of the Astros. Is Bad Santa? No, I got nothing. I can't. Um, that's why I'm not sure if you guys have seen this one. I probably, yeah, I'm gonna guess I've seen it, and I just, I'm so drawn. I can say, I can say who stars in it real quick. Yeah, all right, Paul Paul Giamatti. Oh, is it sideways? It's sideways. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of the most scathing wow. things I've ever yeah. read about this film. Okay, so I admittedly I haven't seen Sideways, but what I know of it is it was like a smart comedy. That review sounded like they were making fun of some like fucking, you know, Billy Madison right. fart joke, yeah. right, right, like right. slapstick fucking comedy. That was a review about Sideways, which yeah. I always thought was like like so nerd comedy, right? I, Isn't I, it? I have seen it, and it was granted it was years ago, but it is that movie because I watched it when I was in college, and I was like, "This isn't funny. This is this is for old people. This is a comedy right? for old yeah. people." <laughs> it's certainly not slapsticky, dumb like fat girls like it up the bum jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, like I could see them talking about like Beavis and Butthead about like that, but sideways, really? Yeah, wow, some people what, suck, man. Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that is one thing we continue to find out as we do play this game. <laughs> some people really yeah. suck. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one more because I'm gonna skip the one I was gonna do, but 
only because it's another one that I'm not sure of. But this mm-hmm. one, this one, you have both seen. It's okay. a 2022 film. Oh, oh! Okay. I wanted to bring twenty twenty two in because you got right. You get we have all watched a lot of twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear some year. guy talk some shit about something that we like. Oh, um, here we go. All right, bring it. But what this movie doesn't generate much of is organic suspense, with an air of duplicitousness telegraphed early on, and a handful of scenes coming off like information dumps instead of natural exchanges. Many of the story mechanics strain for believability. Where the confining of events to one one location might have been a fun writing exercise, it smacks of the first draft of a play rather than a credibly sustained piece of tension. Dan, I've got it. Oh, Marky, yeah, Marky's got it. I'll let you finish, but I've got it. It also suffers from our modern thriller errors, thriller errors, final twist syndrome, an addiction to oh. holding information back until the end <laughs> as some kind of gotcha Come shock. On. When mostly it leaves one feeling deprived of genuine drama and full characteriz- characterization. Marky, I'm going to let you do this so that I can just like spill yeah, the names and not have to skip over stuff. How right? Yeah. Dare you? How dare you speak of the outfit this way? Exactly. You goddamn sons of bitches. Wow. Really? Someone shit on this that hard, huh? All right, so I'm gonna read the rest. Let's see. So I'm read the rest. I got a lot. I got a lot. Yeah. This guy, this guy this. went off. Okay, I felt leaving deprived of genuine drama folk characters. Okay, it especially hampers the totality of Rylance's portrayal of sudden ingenuity in a crisis. We can figure out there's something up his sleeve and traps him in a filmmaker's gambit rather than the story of a character we want to get behind. More that's like I guess that's the writer or director cites Alfred Hitchcock's rope as an inspiration for the outfit, but he seems not to have absorbed the master's definition of suspense, which puts trust in giving more information to the audience, not less. Another problem is the uneven cast orbiting around Rylance, frequently wrenching us out of the verisimilitude he effortlessly creates. Dude struggles struggles with an awkwardly tinny accent and a weakly written part, while O'Brien, saddled with the screenplay's clunkiest tough guy outbursts, barely registers. Flynn is a solid, volatile, live-wire presence, but even the great Simon Russell Beale, making a stakes-raising appearance as the Boyle Patriarch, is something of a wash. And as a climactic ingredient in the showdown, Nikki Amuka Bird, old, has a wonderfully regal air of menace, but it's too little, too late. The overall effect of the outfit is something performed rather than lived out, as if more were trying on a coat made for John Houston and less altered by David Mamet. So many elements seem like they're in place. Dick Pope's winter interior cinematography, Sophie O'Neill's period threads, and of course, Rylance, biding his time, but it's little more than a costume movie. What wow. a dick. Seriously, he didn't like fucking Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. They fucking, I feel like they hit home runs in that movie. I thought Dylan O'Brien I, was I fucking agree. great because it, it, it wasn't like just a tough guy thing. It was that like, you know, like living off his family name type tough guy thing. And uh, like, I thought he pulled that off beautifully. I thought yeah. Zoe Deutsch was excellent. Wow. 
What a I, terrible, and I, I didn't see Zoya movie. Deutsch's character having any kind of other involvement other than mm. just being a shopkeeper's assistant, and then it mm-hmm. evolved more to where she was dating him, and then evolved further until she was playing him. Um, yeah, there's a lot more under uh, underneath these characters, and the guy that was playing uh the volatile what he described as the volatile uh mm-hmm. uh i forget his name but yeah uh, the guy that ends up getting killed last essentially yeah yeah the tough the the, the, the strong the the muscle for yeah, yeah the, and, the heavy and he yeah. he was scary throughout i mean he, mm-hmm. he all these roles were it's, it's portrayed so much more accurately than this guy is describing the the boss coming in at the end did bring uh, a very like authoritative presence, and it was, it was like a, a um, finally seeing this guy show up that they've been talking about the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm lacking mm-hmm. on a description, but you know what I mean. Like finally, we get to see this boss show up. So yeah, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, so yeah, like we talked about we talked about. Av- we talked about Avatar earlier in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, this is the opposite of that. This is the dialed down, intimate, the acting has nowhere to hide sort of thing. And you know, we all loved it for that very reason. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those stripped down, mm-hmm. you know, um, intentionally single location shoots that. Right. It's just all about story works as and such. acting, yeah. and the story and acting were fucking phenomenal. And the, the payoff too. I thought the payoff was very well built up and deserved. Um, seeing Mark Rylance with his tattoos after he rolls his sleeves up, yeah, and, and gets his shears that he's been talking about all movie, right? And puts but, him through yeah. someone's neck. <laughs> you know what? You know what I realized? Like Mark Rylance, the dude's a master, but uh, he. Won an Oscar for Bridge of Spies, which I still haven't seen. Is that the one mm-hmm. with Giant Depp and uh, uh, no, the Tom, Batman guy? I know Tom Hanks is in it. I think it's a war, I think it's a Spielberg war film, Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's yeah, a movie, he won a best supporting actor Oscar for that thing. That dude, Rylance, that dude is a master. Yeah, well, he's yeah. he's tradition traditionally a uh, stage actor, right? Right, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good though. Yeah, so good. I love seeing these people that come from like a, uh, I mean, from I don't, a theater uh, or a stage yeah. background and just transitioning to the film like that. Yeah, yeah. But a setting like this for Rylands was almost perfect, right? Absolutely. Like Taylor made for him. Yeah. And pun, all, in, pun he, intended. Right. Taylor made for him. <laughs> but even like some of the other, I saw some other um, not so positive reviews about this. All of them say Rylands is great, but they're, like sort of shitting on a few other things, yeah. Like some of the other performances, or yeah, you, or or the or the, it's too much, too many twists without really whatever. Right. I don't know what they're trying to say, but yeah, I, you, you can't watch it and say Mark Rylance wasn't phenomenal. Like right. You can't. Right. Yeah. I can't. I mean, he he commands the the screen, especially in a setting like that. You know, yeah, um, he does. Where he's come, he comes from that background. And you know, I think it just it worked. They, you know, it, it was well cast. I feel like, you know, some of the some of what that review was saying was was that it was ca- it was miscast. But 
I don't agree. I, I yeah, totally disagree. And I, and I will say, so the listeners, obviously, if you've been listening all along, you'll know if you're listening for the first time, uh, you're about to find out that our the the movie council's number one movie of last year was the outfit. Um, so I've been kind of paying attention to like seeing if it's nominated for any awards, which it fucking sadly isn't, right. which is why it's kind of a, a movie council special. We love highlighting movies that totally get overlooked. And, but I will say the one award that the outfit has won was from the um the Internet Film Critics Society and it won the award for most underrated film of the year. Nice. So, <laughs> so I've again seen it, that's I've actually really seen it right on, up I've, our alley. I <laughs> have seen it on some underrated lists on like some uh YouTubers I watch mm-hmm. that that have done some yeah. end of year it lists. It is so underrated. Well, DP uh, you you say that but it won the uh, movie council podcast number right. one so I guess, movie of 2022 which probably is a little better than winning the oscar way better than winning a golden globe mm-hmm. um yeah I, I don't think there is a higher honor than movie council movie of the year right yeah. can you guys think of one no i think oh, yeah, uh yeah. So i'm expecting to hear from mark, mark rylance anytime now <laughs> yeah. He's kind of probably going to take us all out to dinner to thank us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We need some fucking He's a hot shit. <laughs> all right. All we right, fucking right. lost I'm, done, I'm done with my reviews. All right. They, let's, uh, let's dive into some goddamn trivia then. Because right. Marky has got, got some trivia questions for us. I got lots. Gonna, we're going to dive right into those now. Marky, hit us. All right. So I've got some trivia questions here. Uh, you know, I'm pulling from this game that we've done in the past. So I for, forgive me if some of these questions are repeats. Let's um, be honest. Even if the questions are repeats, we're not going to remember the answer. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like right. I can rewatch an episode of Jeopardy and not remember a single answer. So, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm going to start with... Uh, some Oscar themed questions here. Hmm. So, uh, 2023, this year, what anniversary year is it of the Oscars? Oh, uh, 100. Just looking at it, isn't it like the 73rd or something? Both of you guys are pretty far off. Well, how are we far off? Daddy don't remember. Well, AJ's a little closer. DP's pretty far off. All right, so it's 123rd. <laughs> Let's go lower. 105th? Um, reduce that by 10. 95th. 95th. It's the 95th anniversary. Ah, nice. I got that all on my own. That's a full point for me. I didn't right. need any help. Can, Speaking you know, of Oscars, can you, ask, can you ask better questions, please? Yeah, in 2018, guys, the Oscars were moved to avoid clashing with which sporting event? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. Right? That is incorrect. It's, oh. This is an event that comes around every four years. Oh, is the it the Winter Olympics? Olympics? That is correct. Oh. The Winter Olympics. 
I figured it might be the Super Bowl because they keep pushing it back like further and further every few like oh, it used to be February the right? last weekend in January. Can you ask questions about movies? And mm. then it became mm. the first week in February, and now it's like the second Sunday in February. Can so like ask, they keep pushing it back and back can and you back. You ask questions that require Dan to stop talking. All right, smart ass. How about what does wait before you get to the next question? Let me. <laughs> All right, Dan's Can you ask a question? Can you ask questions that make Dan kill himself? <laughs> yes, this one right here. What does the traveling salesman sell in planes, trains, and automobiles? Oh, that's uh, helium-filled uh, shower rings. That is correct. Curtain rings. Yeah, shower curtain rings. There we go. Booyah! Dan. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna now go kill myself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did it, Marky. That was the one. I'll be back, was... guys. Okay. No, he- I won't be back. I'm gonna go die. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't be back, please. <laughs> All right, I'm dead. I was saying, oh, DP killed himself. I'm the host now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. This is this is more of a DP question. Uh, I'm sorry, AJ. Um, <sighs> in the original Top Gun film. Which jets do the pilots fly? What? I could answer it, but I'm dead. So I, uh, AJ's going to answer it. F-14. Oh, wow. AJ. Wow. F-14 Tomcat. Yeah, I I was a big fan of Top Gun, Marky. Oh, okay. Right? You know? Don't underestimate ya boy. <laughs> Can you guys tell me the three movies that Tim Roth has starred in Quentin Tarantino films? Actually, now it's four. Reservoir Dogs. Uh-huh. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And... This this game came out in 2018, so now it's four, actually. What? Uh-huh. He's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mm-mm. He's in the hateful eight. That's right. That's correct. But there's, there's one fourth. more. Uh huh. Four rooms. That's it. Boom. TP's still dead. Yeah, I'm still dead. But I'm, can you guys I'm going tell to me haunt you. the name of the prisoner in the Green Mile who heals the governor's wife? Don Coffee. Oh, wow. Oh, nice, DP. Oh, Quick, yeah, wait, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm dead. I, I no, didn't no, say, hey, Jay, you can answer now. Sean Coffey. Coffey. <laughs> is it Michael Clark Duncan's character? Yes, it is. I, I need to go back and read The Green Mile again, because it's been years since I read The Green Mile. Dude, I you. loved it. Thank you, Marky. I'm going to borrow that from the library. For Like, that uh, book came out in like um i think it was like five or six like little novellas like he issued like yeah, one a it. month for like five or six months cool. yeah and yeah i read them as they fucking came out that book and well little novella series was phenomenal I and i love the movie and here's the craziest thing as great as that book is and as great as that movie is it is still only 
the second best movie based on a Stephen King book about prison. <laughs> like it is still nowhere near Shawshank Redemption. Agreed. You know, like it, it is a masterpiece and it's based on Stephen King and it's about a prison and it's not even close to as good as fucking the, 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 the book the book trumps the short story, you know, like the mm-hmm. But the movie, yeah, there's no comparison. Yeah, movie-wise, it's not even close. I don't know yeah. if I knew it came out in novella style. Yeah. Yeah, it was released on, like, this schedule. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you almost, like, you were, like, awaiting the next one to come out to read it. Because they were they were short. They were, what, like, yeah. 50, 60 pages each? Yeah, exactly. 70, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. What it was. And how would you get those? I mean, was it at, at a the bookstore? bookstore. Yeah, because yeah, there were no ebooks then. Yeah, so back when we were kids, we actually had to go to stores to buy stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. So you had to buy, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't buy, released uh, in the newspaper or anything. No, uh, you had to go and buy the individual. Hey, buddy. <laughs> but they came out in paperback. So, like, they were already yeah. cheap. It was like, you know, five bucks per issue or whatever. Do you remember yeah. how many overall it was? I think it was. Six, maybe eight, eight. either five or six, and somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, so uh, we'll say six of them at five dollars a piece. That's thirty bucks, as opposed to a novel that would be what, like eight bucks. Oh so no, not anymore. If I can buy a hardcover right now, it's like sixty-five bucks. What? Yeah, have you not bought a book in a while? No, <laughs> not like that. Yeah, books are expensive as shit. Nowadays. I mean, I buy paperbacks, and they're I guess maybe like twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, if you wait till they come out on paperback, they're cheaper. But like, yeah, print like new novels that come out in hardcover are like sixty bucks. Wow, okay. <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, some of them are totally worth it, though. So. I think it was, yeah, it was like a five or six. I'm looking on Goodreads right now. Mm-hmm. Six, six, six. Coffee oh, yeah. on the Mile was the sixth one. Mm-hmm. So oh. yeah, I'm so heartbreaking. Coffee. That movie is great. Fucking. Uh, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan was perfect. Yeah, perfect I know. for the role of John Coffey. Like, yeah, I watched that movie. It was when I was. You get, I don't know if you guys remember uh, me saying, but I used to work at Blockbuster Video. Mm. Wait, what? The the video rental place? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, and Green Mile, Green Mile came to video around that time. It was it was two VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Dave Johnson watched it at his place in Woburn. Um. It, it was I remember, it was terrific. Yeah. Really good great movie. movie, man. Great book, great movie. Fucking yeah. Uh, what's it? Tom Hanks was excellent. Yep. Yep. As the uh one of the, one of the guards, right? He was a yeah. guard, right? Yeah, he was like the main guard. Guards. Right. Guard. Regards. All right. Oh, Regards. hey, wait. That's right. Marky's got more Regards. questions than I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I was dead, boys. I'll go back Regard. to dead. Margate, question. All right, DPS. Regards. Harry Potter fan, right? AJ, do you know Harry Potter? AJ's a huge Ask Potter your fan. question, Marky. I know Marky. nothing about Harry Potter. Oh, okay. So I had it backwards. Ask yeah. your question, Marky. In the Harry Potter film franchise, what does the Hogwarts motto, Draco, Dormians, Nunquam, Titulandus, mean i i don't know they don't they don't explain that in the books no nothing uh, they don't explain that in the books uh, the boy who lived i know that's something from harry potter <laughs> apparently, apparently it means never tickle a dragon never, never tickle, tickle a sleeping a dragon never tickle a sleeping dragon okay yeah, they never explain that in the books okay i wouldn't know yeah 
I just Adrian, finished. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't know that. Because they never explained that in the books. It must be a movie right. thing. I'm you ever watch guy. the movies? I have, but I'm a book oh. guy. Ah. Oh. Do you know Sean Connery's real first name? Uh, no. Sir? Padre. <laughs> yeah, sir. Sir. Sir Sean oh, Connery? Uh, I don't know. Apparently it's Thomas. Thomas. Ah. Yeah. Um, this is going to be more for an AJ, maybe. Uh, how does Alfred Hitchcock appear in his movie The Birds? Oddly enough, I've not seen The Birds. No, so I cannot tell you that. I'm sure he's not in the phone booth. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty obscure from the answer. To be honest, I guess you wouldn't know it unless you knew the film pretty he's well. He's not like like he's not like crossing the street or something. Oh, I guess kind of maybe. He was in the diner when the birds attacked. Okay, so he's uh it just the answer is a man walking his dogs. A man walking okay. his two dogs. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I actually knew that, but I'm dead, so I can't answer. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so anyone I don't know from now on is I know it, I just can't answer because I'm dead. I love the I love this angle, by the way. This angle's working for me. The the GP's dead angle, it's working for me. <laughs> All right, so this this would be a question for the dead DP. I'm sorry you can't answer it. Maybe postmortem. Uh, Skull Island was a reboot of which movie franchise? King Kong, right? That's it. Dude, that Kong Skull Island was pretty dope. I gotta say, I liked that movie. I liked it too. Yeah, it was fun. They had a uh, um, oh fuck, what's his what's his name that we liked from the movie with uh, Michael Shannon? He he played next to Michael Shannon in, in that movie that AJ had us watch. Mm. Or take um, shelter. Yeah. Take shelter. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum. Name? Yes. Yeah. Shea yeah, Wiggum. He was, was in board. In he was in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, I find, I like Shea Wiggum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in a bunch of good shit. He was in um, like the uh, Agent Carter series that spun was off he? from uh, the. MCU with uh, Peggy Carter there, Haley Atwell. That. Who fuck? I love Haley Atwell. Yeah, she's but, really good. Uh, yeah, Agent Carter. He was a, a recurring character in her series. He plays an he plays a good like serious like mean guy. Yeah, yeah. As far as like character actors goes, he's yeah fucking perfect. Do you guys Acting. know? <laughs> can you tell me what was Robin Williams' last movie? Oh Jesus! Uh, fuck! I got no idea. Good thing I'm dead. I don't have to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is he? Oh, yes. AJ's the only one that's going to worry about this. It's so. not. It's not death to Smoochie, right? No. It's not. Okay. And actually, I don't know this movie to be honest. Yeah, I got I got nothing because I'm dead. So go ahead and tell us what it is. <laughs> if I was so- alive, I'd give you the answer, but I, mm. since I'm dead, I can't. God, I love this angle. Um, it's not insomnia, right? No, it's a movie. Absolutely anything. Called what? Absolutely anything. That's it. Yeah, absolutely anything. Hmm. No, no idea. Interesting. Yeah, I never uh, heard of ask it. Ask us something. Ask us something we might know, or dead people <laughs> might know. Okay. Which character? 
is the most performed horror villain in motion picture history? Dracula. That's it. Ooh, I think we may have done that one before. No, we didn't. I just I was just smart. <laughs> Give me credit, Marky. Right? Once. Come on. All right. Here's a quote from a movie. You tell me what movie it's from. Why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. Sounds like some I don't deliver it the same way. It sounds like some melodramatic bullshit. And Maybe if uh, I say it this way, it's why, why do we fall? Batman. So we learn to pick uh, ourselves up. Batman Mas- begins, right? Master Wayne yeah. begins. Batman begins. It's actually yeah. quoted as "The Dark Knight Rises," but yes, it's oh, it is, is it Alfred right? huh. okay. uh, Michael Caine from uh, the Batman. Like I said, some melodramatic bullshit. You really from the Dark Knight Rises? I thought that was Batman Begins. I I would have thought it was from the first one as well. I thought it was from the Cider House Rules. Mm. Don't just say Michael Caine movies. Sorry. Who <laughs> composed the theme for Star Wars? John Williams. Who composed the theme for Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? John Williams. No, that Sergio Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone. What kind of insect provided the DNA for the dinosaurs in 1993's Jurassic Park? Oh my god. A mosquito. Yeah. A mosquito. A dead mosquito. But since I'm dead, I can answer that question because it's about something that's dead. I love this angle. (laughs) Who's last working for me? All right, dead guy. You tell me this. (laughs) Whose last ever line on screen? Was how do you find your way back in the dark? Answer this question, then go kill your dead body. <laughs> I haven't the foggiest. I don't know. The last line they ever had on screen hmm. was what? How do you find your way back in the dark? What movie was it from? That doesn't That's say. But it's, it just is just the actress. It's a lady. Oh, okay. Uh, sounds she sounds British in my head. <laughs> no, but I, there I was no there, idea. There was a uh, luckily I'm dead. A movie <laughs> that came out, a biopic that came out recently that we shit on all over for a long time. Recently, Marilyn Monroe. That's Marilyn Monroe. All right, yeah, I knew that all along. She said she said stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much money it cost to film the movie Titanic? One dollar. It was a. It was uh. Oh, like hundred and twenty-five million or something. A bit more than that too. Two hundred and eighty-five million. A little less. One eighty. Two hundred fifty million. Two hundred million. Two hundred. All right. That seems. I would have like got that. Seems like a very dead. round number, but DP almost had it, but he's dead, so it was a little <laughs> off. Yeah. A little off, like dead people are. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm scraping like, the. He I'm dirt, scraping. He had, he's taking a dirt nap. He had dirt in his mouth. <laughs> I'm scraping the right. barrel here. Let's get let's get one more question. All right. Um, how as of 2018, do you know how many Oscar nominations Meryl Streep has had in total? As of 2018, this game's a little bit older. Yeah. It probably oh, actually still stands fuck. for today. Oh, Six, 16. Sixteen. What'd you say, DP? Seventeen. It's higher. It's twenty-one. 
Jesus Christ, really? As of as of 2018, I don't know if she's got any more since then, but goodness gracious, wow! Yeah, wow. you know, it, and we we for, played for a, a lot. Dead person, you were pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot of these trivia questions before from this game. Uh, this game that I'm pulling these from has a total of 200 questions, and I feel like I pulled all the most interesting ones out on our previous. Uh, podcast night. I was kind of uh, trying to find one. Some of these, are, I feel like, were repeats. Yeah, some of them um, are shitty. Yeah, well, some of them are really easy too. What are the What are the two colors on Uma Thurman's outfit in Kill Bill? Hmm, yellow and black. Yellow and black. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so some of them are a little too easy here. Um, which 1998 Japanese horror movie concerns a cursed videotape being passed around among Ringu? That's right. The ring, yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga but stars the in the third remake Ringu. of which 2018 movie? A Star is, is Born. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these are a little bit too, a little too easy. So, yeah. All right, let, let's wrap it up then. Uh, enough of the easy answers. Um, right, right. DP's oh, oh shit! Got, DP's I go. can't wrap up the podcast because I'm dead. So AJ says I'm dead. You want to? <laughs> you want to take this motherfucker <laughs> home? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good night from the movie council. <laughs> Peace out. All right, guys. Night, night. Yeah, they just suck their Whoa. dick. The movie council is adjourned.